and welcome to Lewis in Space. Uh, this is my final episode of the first season, I guess, of Lewis in Space. I record with my friend Brandon again to talk about Dungeons & Dragons again. First time revisiting both guests and a game. Um, but I think it's a really interesting conversation and a really interesting cap-off to the first group of episodes that I've made for this project. Um, so I hope you enjoy. As always, theme song by Visager. Uh, hope to be back soon with more episodes. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Lewis. Thanks for coming back. Of course. <laughs> um, today, we're here to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. The Dungeons and Dragons. The Dungeons and Dragons you've heard so much about. Uh, for, yes, absolutely. Yeah. This is actually my second time talking about Dungeons and Dragons on this show. Right. Um, but I like the idea, just in general, of returning to topics with different people. That's kind of like the whole point of this whole thing. Right. So I could have different conversations about the same thing. Because mm. you and Chelsea talked about it, right? Yeah. I listened. Yeah, I heard that. Right. Yeah. And she, and, and she came at it with her, all her shit. And yes, so you're going to yeah so yes, you're yes, going to yes. come at it with your <laughs> shit. So I guess we can also skip now all the the whole sob story about your backstory with video games. Right, cuz so if you want to know more about me, <laughs> you got to listen to the earlier episode of this amazing podcast where we talk about Zelda. Yeah. Uh, and that's where you're going to see me talk about If you want to hear about me playing Grand Theft Auto and shooting people in the streets of Grand Theft Auto, Check it out. We worked some shit out on that show. <laughs> oh, I gotta speak quieter. I'm like, do you see? I'm like peeking oh, yeah, when I speak. Loud. I'm too loud. I should sit further away. That should be closer to you. Too powerful. Okay. Um. So where do we start? Do you want to just like give a recap on like then what we did? Like what's happening in my life in D and D? Yeah. So I just played D and D for the first time, like just a little over a week ago, um, and so that's why we're here to talk about it. And I didn't know really anything about Dungeons & Dragons beyond totally basic, like, pop culture knowledge, where it's, like, it's in Stranger Things, and, like, nerds like it, um, and it's complicated. That's, like, truly all I knew, even in Stranger Things, when, like, things were happening that were, like, lifted from Dungeons & Dragons. Like, I didn't know. Uh-huh. And people were like, it's, it's Dungeon, it's Dun- the Demogorgon, it's, it's just Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, well, I don't play. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, so, that's my former understanding. But then, when I was invited to this group, I did a ridiculous amount of research. Um, which involved what? Which involved uh, a lot of YouTube videos, which actually I found to be super useful. Um, because I was trying to understand not just the rules and knowing that like they're super complicated but also just like what occurs yeah. in a, in a game what does a game look like, like? what does yeah. a game just look like yeah because i think all the pop cultural references of it is just like a bunch of like kids sitting around like in a basement like talking mm-hmm. and so like that doesn't really give you a lot of insight to like what it is like even though ultimately that is just what it's like we'll talk about that <laughs> but um so yeah, so then I watched YouTube videos that was, like, pure gameplay of it, and also people, like, there's tons of YouTube con- YouTube content, like, it's your first time, like, what to expect. Yeah. It's actually pretty um, easy and pretty uh, open. Yeah. Um, 
and inviting. Actually, yeah. more so than I think people imagine it the culture to be because everyone thinks the culture is like the scary thing. It's hard. These dice, oh, they have so many sides. What do I do? <laughs> but like, it's not. The game is not like that at all. Yeah. And I think we can talk more about this as we get in, but like, I think that's a a major marketing miss, honestly, by the culture of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Well, that's it's interesting that you had such a uh, plethora of content to choose from because the game is at a weird time. I mean, the game has always occupied a weird corner of geek culture, right. like always. Right. But at this moment in time, it's having like a um, kind of a renaissance yes. in a way because of because the simultaneous like rise of. Obviously, the internet and, and like fantasy. yeah, and yeah. communities that that gather around c- certain things that they love, but also um, as a sort of like natural pendulum swing back away from video games, right? Like I, I think, and I think that that has affected not just Dungeons and Dragons. I think board games are having a big renaissance. Um, yeah, there's a whole culture around like and more and more conventions around board games and inventive ways to play games in a room sitting across from other people because that's such a it, I, I, it's not right to say a rare thing, but it's such a special thing now. That, right, like, to have real-life interaction because we're so used to screen interaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and so Dungeons & Dragons has benefited not just from that culturally, but also the fact that Dungeons & Dragons is, like, a geek icon and, like, you know, in the age of the internet, it's, like, very fun and cool to be right. a geek. Um, but then also, uh, they either seized on or it was a... Uh, a coincidence. I don't know how how this all worked. That they released the latest edition of the of Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. just recently. Right. So I don't know if you encountered this in, in what you were watching. Yes, a little bit. That there are other. There have been multiple editions of Dungeons and Dragons, and the latest one, fifth edition, just came out a few years ago. Right. Um, and it itself. I never played pre fifth, or I did like in high school, like very briefly. Like mm-hmm. I don't, rem- I do not remember the difference between what I'm, we're doing now and what I did in high school. Yeah. Um, but there is one, uh, and it, it seems like in what I've read and, and what I've been involved with, the fifth edition is is sort of a response to overcomplication of rules in mm-hmm. fourth edition. Like I think fourth edition sounds like it was very rule heavy. It was very specific about how to do combat and stuff like that. And then fifth edition. Um, is surprisingly probably to you after having seen those books is actually simpler as a simplified version of some of those yeah. systems. Uh, but is also more designed for, um, adventure and storytelling. It's kind of designed for the podcast, YouTube, Twitch era when yeah. like groups will get together and like do this as a form of actual, like not just fun, but like entertainment. Like it, it's yeah, actually, yeah, yeah like scratching that itch of, of, of fantasy other, entertainment. Other people watching like yeah. people do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, a, that's not surprising to me given our experience in the game. That yes. Like, that, yeah. That it went that way. So, I mean, I don't know how much else there is to talk culturally or like your background on it, but I guess if you had zero expectations, then all you had going in was these YouTube videos and your own research. Yes. So then what was the game like? <laughs> uh, well, actually, yeah. let me. I guess let me set the stage a little bit too for what we were actually going to do. So, sure. um, oh, yes. I have been recently like really into um, pirates, um, and I had mentioned not uh, a few times that um, that I wanted to do a pirate adventure in D anD. Um, I wanted to have a way. I mean, specifically, I was really excited by the idea of simulating rules about managing a crew and like how do you do mutinies and how do you 
uh, play with the politics of your internal world just as you would the politics of like governments and empires and bad guys and good guys, but that the party itself is actually um, having some drama of its own on a pirate ship. Because the fun of a pirate ship is not just pirate adventures, but it's also like who is the captain and like who has the dark secret and, and all those things, depending on which pirate fiction you're really into. Um, and so I was super into the idea of doing a nautical adventure that featured pirates and featured treasure and all that stuff. Um, and I spent a long time actually like just over the summer, just absentmindedly Googling and, and reading on Reddit and YouTube and stuff, just looking for good pirate adventures. Uh, and then, yeah. And then about a month ago I found one and I was like this one, I want to do this one. Um, and I want to do it right now because I'm, I've been waiting on this too long. So, uh, got a group together that included Brandon, um, and, uh, which is an interesting group because it included, uh, you and someone else who was also completely new to the game. Um, but everyone else had some experience, um, which is different. Like it's one thing for you to have come to the table, not having ever done it before and only having known YouTube videos, but like also to have been surrounded by not just me, but like the other players who like did know what they were doing. Right. Which is not always the case for like a new group that's about to do a new adventure. Yeah. Um, you'd want some mix of experience and, and noobishness, but it noobishness, right. but it's fun when everybody's a noob because everybody's like learning together. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so that was the context with which we came together to form this group. Um, and that's what you walked into last week. That's it indeed. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so so yeah, so there. I don't. Know, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. If, do you want to give like your impression of it, or do you want to just like talk about what happened and like? I can go either way. I, I think. Um, well, my first experience of it was making this character. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and I think it's worth discovering because our dungeon master Lewis here didn't read his own rules close enough, and I ended up making. We spent time together, and he was gracious enough to spend few hours making this character with me for the first time because it was so confusing to do it, right? And then I realized the next day when I had to, like, finish a couple spell things, like, oh, my God, like, this person, or rather this half-elf, uh, was not compatible with the campaign we were doing. Yeah. And I, like, almost cried <laughs> because I spent <laughs> so much time creating it. And I also, honestly, like, got attached to the character. I was, like, really excited to play with him. Um... And so that was a big bummer. But then the kind of flip side of that that was good is that I then had to go and do it all again myself with a new character. And so it, like, made me... It was basically, like, homework. Like, it made me go and do it all myself. It took me two days instead of three hours because it was so still hard for me to remember how it all goes. And the manual is, like, I think written in, like, really strange order. Yeah. Um, And so... It was so then it was ultimately useful that I had to do it, right? And I created a new character who I got really excited about. Um, but that ultimately was just a good crash course. Yeah. But also I mean, a challenging one because I had to like understand things. And this is what was helpful about learning or rather watching the videos, is that the videos did help me understand that like I'm not gonna get stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna understand things until like they occur. Yeah. And they actually did set me up to understand that, like, the world is very vast and, like, the possibilities are so vast 
And once I set the character, was, like, watching for, like, a week of, like, tons of videos, I was like, I just want to do it. Like, I feel like I know as much as I could possibly know, and it's not everything by any means, but it's enough for me to just, like, get in a room with people playing and, like, see what it's like yeah. to, like, talk in character and, like, what that's about and what it's about to, like, play in order, especially because the videos that I was watching was one guy pretending to be like oh, it's kind of like a solo campaign, <laughs> so it was like really weird. Um, anyway, so that was the beginning of it. Well, um, can we talk about that for a sec? Because yeah. I also feel like I feel bad that that's how you have to like get into it. I mean, you have to create a character to play the game, and it's like you said, the player manual like does not help you very yeah. much, and it's also like the process is not. You know, I went through this. The, the first time I played with a bunch of new people that it was like I came with a bunch of pre-generated characters and I was like you can name them and like give them backstories but like I've done the hard part mm-hmm. and everyone was like no I want to do it I want to I want to choose yeah. the spells I want to do the stuff but that part's not very fun if you haven't done it a few times and kind of know what you're doing yes I think that's true to an extent like I definitely had fun because once once I was like oh like this all matters and like like things are going to have consequences and I think that's something I was talking to you about as I was making it I was like I'm an elf and I'm a rain or an, I, well, then I was a bard it was like so do I need to be picking certain things because like that namesake means I like quote unquote should be better at yeah. X and like to a degree it was true right like I needed to like if the more you know about the book and the profiles of these races and classes you can not like you're not cheating the system but like no like they're supposed to be better at longbows and they're supposed to be better at like being dexterous so like you should load up those things yeah right but and if you like don't and you want to play into those things uh and so it's useful so when you don't have that knowledge it's kind of a little bit frustrating and not as fun yeah um, I think it just depends on what kind of personality type you are because there's like I, you're you're probably the personality type that wants to understand how it works so that you can make sure that yes. the thing is consistent and that it's all like part of one whole. Yes. But there are definitely people who just want to jump in and be like, my character's Moana. I'm doing a Moana character, right? Uh, and she she does magic, and that's all I need to know. Yeah. You know, like I I know what she's gonna act like and talk like and sound like. No, yeah, I'm much more practical and like rules based. <laughs> yeah, and so even as I was making, I was like, okay, but like, how do I help the team? You know, like yeah. what can I do that like other people can't? So I know that like I'm gonna even with my character when I was doing it by myself, I like wrote stuff down that I was like, oh, in X scenario, I'm gonna heal this person because like I can now and like I better remember or like oh, I know we're doing a pirate mission, so my ranger elf is going to, like, be good at sailing in his yeah. class, and he's going to be, like, he has this, like, coastal... He, like, there's one terrain that you get, like, bonus points on. I don't Wait, know is that why called. you kept asking me if we were coastal? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because if I was on the coast, I, like, suddenly would be, like, good at shit. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. Were we never on the coast? Apparently not. Oh, well, sorry. only when we were at the guardhouse is technically the yeah. best. But, like, I literally stood outside for that scene, so it was useless. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, so are we on the say, coast, Lewis? It's so funny it's that like, you say that what? scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's that, so you. But it was a scene. Yeah, it was. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to be on the coast. And I was like, we're on an island. Of course we're going to be on coast. But yeah. Lewis was like, no, this is a town. I was like, god damn it. <laughs> sorry. I didn't know that you were... 
I thought you were trying to say, like, can you see the coast? Which actually, like, from where you guys were, you couldn't have. So I think that's consistent there, with the No, rules. I was yeah. trying to have, like, bonus powers. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, it's okay. Um, but, yeah, so that was the kind of character building thing, and I got really into it. And actually, I created a huge backstory, and I got really into it. And you don't even, I don't know if you, I actually never even told you this, because when we all introduced each other at the game night uh and you were like okay everyone get to know like who's who and what's what i decided like in character that like my teammates wouldn't know the the truth backstory about me but then ultimately like that wasn't fun because like now i know something that like no one in the world knows (laughs) no one no one knows like (laughs) people know because i was like telling them or whatever but like no one in the game knew so like it was not and i thought it was going to be something that was actually going to affect the campaign more than it did. Uh And so I was ultimately a little, this is bleeding into some gameplay thoughts, but like that ultimately did frustrate me because I I created, so I was an elf ranger named Tarandriel Benda, obviously. (laughs) Benda, B-E-N-D-A-H. For you fan artists out there, so you know what. (laughs) So make sketch it well. Um, And because we were doing this pirate mission and, you said this whole thing about there's an elvish empire over the city and that's who's um, reigning, but, like, we're a band of mercenaries. So I was like, okay, how would my elf ranger, like, how does that make sense in that scenario? And so I got, like, really into this backstory where I, when I was seven years old, was sold away from my the royal family in order to stop a conflict. <gasps> And so I've been alone, I was, like, been traveling alone um, for the past, like, 20 years. Um, And so that's why I had all my stealth stuff maxed out. And I was, like, really, I was, like, not good at talking to people, but I was, like, really good at being sneaky and, like, accomplishing things. Um, And then ultimately my, like, vision of the story was, like, and I'm taking this mission to get back to the homeland so I could, like, finally, like, re convene with my parents and did you have a reason for why you hadn't done that in 20 years i was like i in my mind i was like just getting stronger and like traveling far and like i wasn't in my mind i was like a useless royal person and i've like become the strong ranger man that i am now uh and like it was now felt like it was time to return home wait so to like get revenge of some kind or like to take your rightful place I couldn't decide how I ultimately felt about it, honestly. <laughs> I've thought about went back and forth because I was like, oh, did I get stolen away or did I get sold? I think it was ultimately vengeful. Yeah. Um, and so I, in like my mind, I was like, oh, that's going to be so fun to like help my implications in the story. But like that literally doesn't matter unless we played a campaign for like a really long time and we somehow like ended up back at the mainland and then I'd be like, ah, yes, return of the king. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got into that backstory. But that that that's so fun because like that's the promise of it that like you can create this character and have this backstory. But it's so rare that you get that your group meets consistently enough and you play for long enough that like you really get to tell this long form story that has like a beginning, middle, and end, or at least like episodic arcs. Right. Um, because, like, that's so cool finding that out. And, like, of course, right now, like, our intent is to keep playing. Like, we're going to play another session. We're going to continue the story. But, like, I already have story in my head and places that it makes sense for me to go or for, for me to go as the story yeah. warden. Um, but um, 
I don't know. I I don't know how long it would be until something like that would naturally fit into the story. Right. But of course, now that you've recorded it, everybody's going to know your secret. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, and it's maybe like. But there's other ways. Like even if we didn't get to the mainland, like the minute I was ta- like I would talk to another elf that has like from there or is royal, like I'd be suspicious or I'd like want to know. And that was actually part of in my gameplay. And I was realizing this, like, after every moment, because, uh, like you said, the other players were experienced, so they were a little faster than me to, like, jump in, so I felt, like, a little, in moments, trampled on, because I was like, no, I wanted to do that, or I wanted to do this thing, and it was, like, moving pretty fast. So, I was like, oh, actually, Brandon, like, I shouldn't be... Because I was kept, like, sneaking away and, like, keeping guard, because I was like, oh, I don't trust people. But then I was like, no, Brian, actually, like, my character should be, like, going to all the meetings and getting all the information and, like, being the leader. Or not being the leader, but, like, wanting to, like, be in total control of the information because I don't trust anyone else because I've been alone. And so, like, it actually, I realized as I was playing, like, oh, that's actually not what my character would do. Um, But that's interesting. That's an interesting thing because, like, but that's not what you did. You know, like, are you going to indulge the impulse of the thing that you created in your head, or are you going to indulge the impulse of the thing that actually felt right at the time? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I guess because, like, me, like, me personality-wise, like, I'm more interested, like, I want to stick to the script. Yeah, Because like, that's more fun for, that ultimately is more fun for me. There were spontaneous moments that happened that I, like, loved so much, but I was interested in in being like, oh, like, yes, this is... Because I know, me, I'm a director, right? I like, I like the... And I'm a big picture person. So, like, I want the master plan and I want to know how it all comes together. And so the vision of, like, oh, everything's... And I'm big on consistency in, like, my work. So it makes sense that I want to, like, be consistency in, like, this character. Um, But I don't know. Sometimes just, like, seeing what happens is good. But it was help. I think it helped me just like in terms of having confidence. Yeah. Of like, oh, now that I get like I need to act fast, and so I need to like know because people would like start just going off and like talking to people, and I was like, oh, what do I do about that? Yeah. Um, did it occur to you before we leave the backstory? Yeah. Thing did it occur to you to tell me? The backstory. Yeah. Um, because if you had told yes, me, it did occur to me. Like I could have incorporated it. Yeah. I. At first, I thought of it, and then I was like, oh, no, I shouldn't for some reason. Because I was, like, interested in it being, like, a secret. Yeah. But, uh... So I guess not... It didn't occur to me enough to do it. (laughs) And that's the truth. (laughs) That's what happened. (laughs) That's what happened. But, yeah. Yeah. So, let's talk about... Yeah. Well, I mean... Maybe my father will return to the seas. Or maybe a character that we've already met was all along, and you know that I retconned it because it would have been impossible for me to have <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Grace O'Malley is my mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, good segue, Grace O'Malley. So, so other characters at the table. So, you said it was, like, intimidating, at least at first, to just have them run off and, like, know what to do and how to start interacting with the world. Like, if they knew the stakes already. Yes. Um, and, and just the kind of general pace and the general table talk, as I hear is the term. Um, (laughs) And also, though, because two of the people that were together, well, and then ultimately three, because we had four of us and the fifth joined, like, halfway through, like, they three 
who were the experienced people had all been previously playing as a group, and it was me and the other person who were brand new. So not only were we brand new to the game, we were brand new to the group dynamic. Yeah. And that... That's important. That's arguably more important. Yes. And so they kind of, like, understood how people were going to talk, both in-game and with each other. And so that doubly was throwing me off uh-huh. in terms of, like, how aggressive some people were being at the table about, like, just, like, doing things. And I was like, why are you... And, I, and me, again, rules person, I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, that feels, like, totally not useful to the group right now. Were you, uh, are you talking about Dana? A little bit. <laughs> I love it. But, like, because she's so strong of her character. Yeah. And, like, that's fun. And I get it. I, like, get it. Meta. But, like, me, again, I was like, why are you jumping overboard? Like, what does that do for any of us? <laughs> and then I, and then so I was like, there was, like, a big wave crashing on us. And he's like, what do you do? She's like, I jump overboard. And I'm like, I help people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I think that's, I like, I look and I see how I can get to the storm. Like, yeah. I kept trying to think maybe too pra- maybe I was too practical, but that's just me. Also. Well, that was actually kind of the whole exercise. I mean, it was narratively the story had to begin with a shipwreck um, because right. you have to be deprived of your ship for the story to make sense. Um, and I thought a shipwreck made dramatic sense and would make dramatic sense with the way the story worked out, which you guys haven't totally made it to the end, so I'm not sure if it does make sense. But yet. we, it does, given like the like, it created actually I think a potential like red herring, which was cool. At least where yes. we are in the story right now, it created red herring. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, uh, but the whole, the whole reason, another reason I liked it, not just narratively for like, oh, there's a shipwreck at the beginning is that like, oh, the first, the first thing that you do with your character is like, what happens in an emergency? Like, like you have seconds to act, what do you do? And I feel like that's actually as a, as a, as a player who's played a few times and a DM who's now done it for like a few months, it felt to me like actually that's a low, that even though it's an emergency, it's actually a low pressure thing to do for new players to be like, the ship is sinking. There's no hope. What do you do? As opposed mm-hmm. to, like, you're investigating a murder, and you're in a town, and you can go anywhere and talk to anyone. No, yes, because it's, imme- it's immediate. Yeah. And also then, ultimately, it literally did not matter. It, exactly. <laughs> what, what we did. Um, it honestly is super video game intro. Yeah, like, that's it is. A, it's m- very, very much a video intro. game trope. Like, you, like, start screen, like, becomes the, like, middle of Call of Duty, and, yes. like, you're being bombed. And, like, you die. Yeah. You know? And you're like, oh, wow, we're in the game. So fun. It also, yeah, yeah. it also is exactly, when I, in the old days when I would play in the backyard with sticks and stuff with Thomas and we'd play, we'd play at, you know, Zelda or Star Wars or whatever when we were, like, you know, very young. Um, I was obsessed with stories that began and ended with, like, characters falling unconscious. And then, like, so the story would always begin with, like, someone coming to, like, on a beach. Is that or, like, a Zelda thing? I don't know. I don't know where I got that's, it from. That's weird. Oops. But it was... It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- it might, I mean, it might be a Zelda thing, but also it's just, like, it's such an always intriguing start to the story to, like, wake up somewhere where you didn't fall asleep. You know, or like that's interesting. Um, it's true. It's just like I literally have never thought that my entire. Life. <laughs> so I don't know where I picked it up. I think it's that's a very big Zelda trope. Okay, okay. Right? That's how every Zelda game starts. Zelda games do start like that. I think actually you're right. So that must have been what it is. But I definitely also did it like in Star Wars, like with there would be ship crashes and then like you would wake up on the surface of this planet or like yeah, you're in, yeah interested in like the new beginning yeah but, but also mm. but also with implied something happened before this moment what but that's it? not and important mis- right now and it's mysterious yeah anyway sorry <laughs> that's, a, that's a good tangent i'm trying now i'm trying to think what all my make make believes all began with probably i don't know 
transportating because like I was obsessed with like Power Rangers and I just imagined I could like transport to places. Wait, do you, when you say transport, do you mean teleport? Yeah, like in the beams of light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah with my watch, which I now have one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally, I just got an Apple Watch and I'm excited about it because I'm a Power Ranger. Um, That's going to be our next episode. Yeah. So, yes. Okay, so we're talking about Dana and how crazy she was. So, I... So I think just that idea of, like, what do we do? And so that, that starting point was good. And then here we are. And I think the biggest thing, to kind of dive in deep a little bit, the biggest thing that I found surprising was how much talk it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, that also might be a, a testament to, like, our group. And this is connecting to my point about, like, the di- group dynamic. But, like... We just, like, talked to, like, these people in these towns. And, like, for a bit, for a while, I was like, why are we talking to them for so long? And I, like, can't... I don't know if that's, like, normal. Because, like, to some degree, I saw later on when it could be useful, when, like, we then scared you away when you were being them, and then, like, oh, we did maybe didn't get information. But for most of the people, at least I felt in my experience, like, there weren't actually stakes because, like we then just, like, got to the next person, and we just, like, seemed to have all the information we needed. Yeah. And maybe that's because they were good at interrogating, and, like, we never had issues. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until we got to this island where, like, it then was wide open, and we all, like, started to explore, and I saw them, and we were stuck. And then, like, they had to, like, go explore stuff, and I realized, like, oh, shit, I need to, like, be creative now and, like, say literally anything, mm-hmm. and anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Then I got, like, oh, we need to, like, be really good with our language and talk to Lewis about, like, exactly what we want to do. But before that, we were just, like, in improv class. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I found that a little less interesting, be- at least because... And it might have also been, I think, because we knew it was, like, a really short arc. Yeah. So, like, I think the stakes just in the way that the story was, cre- like, arced, like, you na- you just needed to get us to that new island. Yeah. And I realized once we got to that new island, like, oh, shit, we just spent, like, two hours, like, doing, like, what in my mind is, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And, like, that felt, like, a little silly to me. Yeah. Um, but in it, I was still having, like, I was having tons of fun. Yeah. But ultimately, practical me was, like, oh, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that was super surprising because I don't. When you're doing all these rules and you're learning about the dice and the one d six and the five and the four, you're like, oh shit, things are gonna be like, I'm ro-. like, we didn't roll at all during any of that mm-hmm. either, and so I was like, why did I learn all these rules? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm like, was an actor, like that's all I needed to know, yeah, literally, yeah, like how to talk in character. Um, so that was kind of the biggest thing that I found really interesting, um, and connects me to all these other interesting thoughts about, like, why is this not, like, the thing that all theater majors do at colleges? And, like, mm-hmm. why is it not even, like, promoted by, like, school, theater schools, mm-hmm. like, to do it? Like, I had this moment listening to, like, or watching a YouTube video, instructional, and the guy's like, so you have a character. And what that means is I'm going to use a voice to delineate someone, and I'm going to say it as if I'm them. He's, like, just, like, describing acting uh-huh. to, like, D&D people. And I was like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. And so that's all it is. Um, and so, I don't know, I think it's just funny that, like, it's not... 
just understood as that. Well, it's funny that you're like, do you have any questions for me about any of that stuff? Because <laughs> you have a lot of opinion. I mean, everything you yeah. say is completely valid, but now I wonder, do you know how much of that was deliberate? How much of that was like, I expected the group to act in a certain, like, do you know, do you have, have any questions? <laughs> well, that's what's interesting that I, the fact that I haven't thought of that is because it like feels like, I guess it feels to me, and maybe this is such a testament to you doing a good job, but like, it felt to me that like we were like, perfect. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, we sucked. But you know what I mean? Like, it felt to me that we got every answer from every person. Yeah. Which is why I interpreted that as, oh, we aced this. Yeah. Until there was one person that walked away from us. The guard. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I was like, oh no, we like got everything we needed. But maybe I'm wrong. Did we like totally fuck shit up? No. Um, I screwed up a few times. Like, yeah. I'm actually realizing, like, I. Uh, I kept taking notes to myself as I was doing it that I would literally, like, get better at this thing because as you have, like, accurately recognized, like, that first... The first two hours that you did are supposed to be the exposition and the introduction to the adventure, which is on the island. Right. Um, and, like, that's all about gathering information and even getting some foreshadowing and stuff. And I was... Um, I was actually too slow in delivering some of the information that you needed. Mm. Uh, like, I forgot that you needed certain imp- important nuggets um, as they were happening, um, which maybe would have raised the stakes a little bit more and made you guys go a little faster. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, that turned out to be okay because, as you said, like, it's a very, very chatty group, and um, they eventually got there. Um, right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think also um, I... I very purpose. I really liked this. I really liked this adventure when I found it because um, it because ha- it had a mystery. I love it. There's like a mystery at the center of it, right. um, which is because I think we've been speaking in vague terms that there's like there are there have been ghost ship attacks on um, towns and the characters were hired to investigate these attacks um, and there's sort of clues in the world that are consistent with this being a ghost ship attack, but like you can look sort of closer at everything and sort of like start piecing together things on your own, but mostly for the beginning, other characters are piecing things together for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not fun, really. Um, So I wanted to go through it as fast as possible, but then, like, you guys would start talking, and, like, the game is happening, you know, like, and it was fun. I, I mean, even though it wasn't moving towards, like, adventure as quickly as I think you were expecting or even I was expecting, like, I think actually a lot of character work got clarified much quicker than mm. I had ever seen because people were quick to talk and quick to like identify which member of the group they were. And like yes. Dylan really carved himself out as a certain voice in the group. Yes. And like, so did you like oh, yeah, under yeah. duress. I mean, not, not under duress under circumstances in which everybody was taking a position. You took a position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I feel like that was a really, really good exercise. And if we had been going for like six hours, maybe that would have been, or, you know, we were all caffeine caffeined up and we had the whole day to do it. And it felt like we didn't have to squeeze it into an evening. It would have been better to be like, no, the first half should be acting and talking and like just figuring out how we yeah. are together. Um, yeah, because I think that's, the, like, a big part of it. It's, like, the expectation of, like, knowing it's supposed to be, like, a one-session story or something. Yeah. And so because of that, I, like, had less, 
like maybe like less patience. Yeah. Or just like when it was all of that stuff at the beginning, I was like, is this it? <laughs> like I learned all these die madness to not use it. You yeah. know, and so that was frustrating because I was like, oh my god, I did all this like research and like you don't need it. Um until but then we got got to the island and suddenly it was like, oh shit, like yeah. this is it, you know, yeah. and then we had to like rush that a little bit. So yeah. So what you're saying makes a lot of sense. I think the, yeah, and I, I don't know, it's like, when that's let to go, it can be fun, because we, I did feel like we did understand each other a bit, and, like, we developed, like, a really fun, like, inside joke of me, like, speaking Elvish in front of, like, this other person, and then they could actually like, understand Elvish, and then, yeah. like, it was funny that I'd be like, I know in Elvish, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I would, like, love that, you yeah. know? Um, so that's all good. I think it's, like, for me ultimately was like a like in the meta way culturally interesting like why is like oh if this is what it is like why is it not what people think it is yeah like, oh. that's what I kept thinking because I like had so like this might all sound like I did, didn't have a good time like I had such a good time so I was just like as I am usually like just constantly thinking like oh this is Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> I was like I didn't touch a d6 today yeah you know so but I should also interject here and again I said I, I, I had already preambled for the way that I'd planned it, that that was sort of on purpose. But also, I, I knew, especially after having played with some of these people and my play style and what you're taking into the game, I know that this group doesn't isn't doing Dungeons and Dragons to fight goblins by rolling dice. Right. Like, right. Th- yes. that's something that and everybody... I knew that going in because you, t- you had told us that. Yeah, like, I... You know, Dungeons and Dragons is different depending on who you're playing with, and that's just... A, it's, it's a fortunate truth. Um... But what's all, what's fun about it is that it's, like, with the right group and in the right context, which, as you said, like, earlier about, like, theater schools or in art context or storytelling context, it can absolutely be adapted to fit. Like, yeah, this is just improv. It's not dice rolling and, and number management. Um, but uh, I'm hoping as the world gets more... Um, as you guys live in the characters and the story continues, that, that some of that stuff starts to creep into even the improv, where, like... You guys don't have a ship, and so like this whole course, this whole adventure took place over the course of thirty six hours. So like there wasn't much, and also I was trying to rush us through one night. But like, how do those stakes change a little bit? If like actually you are keeping track of like, do you guys have enough food? Like, are you guys looking for treasure because you have no money? And if you yeah. have no money, does that mean that you can even survive one night by just being like nice to people and flirting with them in the bar? Or like, do you go out and rob someone? You know, like yeah, the, the, yes, that's makes total sense. Yeah. Like, the stakes at the moment were felt, like, cinematically isolated. Yes, exactly. And that was on purpose. I mean, it was, like, yeah. it It was just, like, the shipwreck, it was all kind of a microcosm of the shipwreck moment where it's, like, this is, this is for you to sort of, like, get to know this thing, and then this is for you to sort of get to know each other, and then here's actually the adventure. And just, unfortunately, we, we only really squeezed the adventure into, like, the last hour and a half. Right. But then I thought that went really well. Yes, it all went perfectly because you're right. Like you also realized consistently, everybody else realized at the same time as you did that there was like, Oh, 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 uh, we get to do our own thing here yes. and we're on the clock because now there's like, something's going to happen tonight right. and we have to figure something out before daylight ends. Um, to some degree that wasn't really ever explicitly said, but I think there was a feeling that something is going to happen tonight. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that, cause the group to separate in a way um, that sometimes isn't fun, but in this particular scenario, 
was good. Yeah, coincidentally, everybody went somewhere interesting. Yeah. Like you, even you getting separated from Eric in the woods, he found something very interesting, and then you encountered the first attack on the sure. island. Yeah, um, which is like. You know, of course, it's up to me, really, whether or not you see them or not. But, like, it just... You were all in the right places at the right time to make the climax, like, actually climactic. Yeah, and it ultimately was actually super... I use the word twice in, like, two minutes, but, like, it was a super cinematic moment where, like, we were suddenly all in different places. And then, like, you imagine, like, in Pirates of the Caribbean where, like, one person on one side of the island and, like, hears a scream. Ah! Right, and then yeah. like everyone turns and like in their own little boxes on the screen, yeah, and we're all like doing something different, um, that all like ended up merging back together, which yes. is pretty cool. Um, well, I just arrived, <laughs> like I missed my firing of my bow, <laughs> and everyone like slayed these like fake ghost skeleton things, and I just like walked into camp. Like, How'd it go, guys? <laughs> I'm unscathed. Also, I don't know where Eric is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know where Eric is, but I'm here. Yeah. But, yeah, it was so that was good. Yeah, I'm trying to think other kind of big, big kind of takeaway things that I felt. I don't know. Did you? What is your rating of me as a first time player? Oh, I thought you were excellent. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Chelsea and I were talking afterwards about because um, uh, it's hard. I mean, like it, it, it's it's a hard thing to like to figure out, but like you. Um, yeah, I thought you 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 were great. I mean, I would. This sucks to like say it in this way, um, because if you were bad, then this would be like an awful thing to like <laughs> to to say. But the truth is that yeah. like no, you had chemistry and you participated and you like made your own character distinct from right. everyone else's. But you were part of the group and you had let your character have opinions. But like you, you know, Dana gets away with it um, because to some degree she really does know the full arc of the story but she is going to have her character try to break the rules yes up until very much a tipping point yes um but it's very easy to just like be like this is my world my rules like i'm gonna go do something else i don't want to do this um and you know like while it's happening i get freaked out because i realize oh my god this story i put together with this like horrific series of attacks and like the reward for investigating and what you have to go through right no sane person would do this. Mm. But because it's written out in this 40-page adventure that this is what happens next, I've been going on the assumption that the characters will want to do this next, when it's like, actually, it really makes no sense for you guys to really get closer to the heart of the attacks. Right. Um, I know there was a point where we're like, do we take the deal? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I think we're supposed to. (laughs) Um, And, like, and, you know, some of that's not... Some of that sucks because you don't want to feel like you're supposed to do stuff because the game is... You have to. Yeah. You want to feel some degree of freedom, but also you guys are all walking in there knowing that I have a book, uh, pages in front of me that tell a story. Right. And that there is a point at which you walk away and the story doesn't get told and you guys don't do anything for the night, you know? Right. Um, anyway. Um, anyway, th- that's, a, that's a tangent, but... Yeah, you seem to be having a lot of fun. It seemed, it seemed yeah. great. No, it was super fun. And I think, like, it was a constant, um, like, discovery, you know, throughout the night with all of these things we've been talking about. And it also, and learn and the constant learning experience of, like, a ne- like for a next time about yeah. being aggressive. I think being more aggressive... Even just even if that's not like a character choice, just like in general as a player, that also might just be this group. 
Yeah. Um, of like, oh, if I like want to do something or like sometimes things would go like faster than I thought they would. And I was like, oh no, like I wanted to like do this weird thing where I like snuck around the back of the town and I like, I did that a couple times and yeah. you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But that was like me and my backstory being like, I don't want to be seen as a mercenary because I'm trying to like take revenge on my family and like they can't see me as a vandal yeah so like it made total <laughs> so like i was like thinking all these massive huge things that like and everyone was like why are you doing this and i'm sitting there i mean i maybe was too judgmental but i kind of wanted to say like brandon like you will get to combat later like you don't we're, <laughs> we're just like, talking to, to people i was like right trying now. to start something a little <laughs> yeah. bit i definitely was um but i guess also i a little bit i think i was doing the stuff in the beginning of the game like that we ended up doing later. Oh, yeah. Like, I, from the get-go, was like, I should I should just do weird shit because it, that causes things to happen, and then, like, nothing would occur because right. you're just simply trying to get us from one place to the next. Yeah. And so then I got a little discouraged, and then so I, like, didn't do as many cool things. But I think I was just trying to, like, dive in and was like, yeah, I'm going to sneak because, like, I have good stealth, and I'll roll a die, and then, like, maybe I'll meet a new person that'll tell me something. But we just weren't in that part of the story arc. Yeah, you're right, and like you guys are going, you guys are going to get to more and more places that are like that. I mean, like my favorite, my favorite version of D and D is the version that was that last hour and a half, where like you're in this location and you just got to go off and figure something out. Yeah, there is a secret, and it was yeah, and it was useful to see how that played out because I felt a little bit stuck by the possibilities, and like given how this conversation is going, it's probably clear to any listener that, like, I like rules. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, even, like, when, or, like, in homework assignments, like, I like being told, like, this is what you need to do, and that, like, gives me more freedom. But, like, hey, you're in a room. Then I'm like, uh... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, it's good to, uh, know how I need to be thinking about things there. Well, but it's also good for me to know, after having talked to you and, like, having played the game... To know, especially because we want to do it again, like, what kind of stuff are you guys expecting? Like, what, now, you you guys are, like, sufficiently warmed up now. Yeah. Um, and, like, like way faster than I thought you'd be as a group. Like, you've got a thing. Um, also, as an aside, um, I thought it was super, I thought it worked super well um, that Chelsea joined the group late. Like, that yeah. was something that I actually, we had to improvise because she was going to be leaving work. And then I sort of was like, this is the first time meeting for all these people and my story begins with you guys on a shipwreck. Um, I guess I could do that like she washes up later, but then there would have to actually really be a good reason for you to be separated from the rest of your crew, but you meet her. And then we would need to know her. Yeah. Whereas the way it laid out this time is like she was a stranger. Right. And it was like perfect because like we created a group dynamic and then like she walked in and for her character too was this like crazy, bold, brash pirate queen from Alley. And we were all literally like, what the fuck is this person? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Chelsea would just be like, hello, you're my first mate. Here's yeah. a sword, 12-year-old girl. Yeah. And we were like, what is going on? I, um, so it kind of, the character matched that circumstance. Yes. Um, and she, then, like, she was like yeah. another, it, it, she was like another crucible by which your group became tighter. That yes. was like, oh, we can define ourselves in opposition to whatever yes, this is. Yes, because we were like, like, she's too much for us. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. We were like, we're chiller than her. Yeah, and we she like, had chosen a character that was like, okay with that, because she was like, that's cool, you're all going to be working for me someday. <laughs> right, so, like, I was like, okay. Yeah. And then like, we literally at one point like had her like, leave the room so that we could like as a team discuss something <laughs> and we like were committed to her not actually hearing because <laughs> we were like so like who is this person I also kind of thought she was like 
because she came late and was asking you some questions, I thought she was like a little bit of a plant in terms of like plot device. Mm-hmm. So I was like, meta. Well, I was like meta skeptical. Well, she was like, I had given her a clue. I had said, okay, I give it, I gave given her like a paragraph of context that you guys were just going to learn through conversations and said, you have this. Um, and then I said, that's all you know. So you can go in there and lie to them and tell them that you know all this stuff, but that's a lie. This is what you actually have. Um, and then she came in and did have lied. like a... She lied. She lied about everything. And so I was. it was just con- a little confusing because I was like, does she know this because she's supposed to? But, or like, is she lying? And also, I'm not correcting her. Right. Whereas like if it is a little bit unfair and like a sort of an outside situation, because if Dana or one of you had said, I've seen a Kraken, I would tell you actually no. in this world, no one has seen a Kraken. Right. So and people would know that that's a ridiculous thing. Right. To say. Because she said it. I was like, oh, there's a Kraken. Yeah. And then we literally were like, there's a Kraken. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. The whole plot is around the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, just like was, that was everything now. And so we kept talking to people, have you seen the Kraken? I love that moment when Chelsea when Chelsea gave the 12-year-old the sword and said, um, <laughs> and said, it said, yeah, and said, you're on my, would you like to join my crew? And then said to Dana, who was the, who was the captain of the original crew right. and was trying very hard to hold on to her captaincy, like Chelsea's character said to Dana, um, you know the number one rule of being a captain. Ask everyone to join your crew. <laughs> and I could see Dana half in character and half as Dana sort of have this thing wash over her that was like, damn, that's good. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like this, yeah. is a, this is a real yeah, pirate captain. Me, me, and, me and Dylan, like the two L's, we were like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, you got this. You're right, girl. I say it, Elvish. Yeah. I was really into saying, like, I say in Elvish. <laughs> I found it was hilarious. <sighs> yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued to see next steps. And I kind of left ultimately very, like, not only excited to keep doing it because it was super fun, but also, like, oh, my God, you, like, do all this work. <laughs> yeah. And you, like, I, like, I learned so much about the game and my character, too. And I would, like, especially with consistency, it's, like, like anything, like I want to do it a lot and re- soon so that I don't like have to relearn because like yeah. that's the hardest part versus like feeling the momentum. I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm ready to go like next week, like boom, like go, go, go. So I can like understand what's going on a little bit because it's something that I'm like, oh, I feel like I could be good at this in the way you can be good at it just by like feeling comfortable in it. Like it's something I feel like I could be comfortable in mm-hmm. um, given the right group of people. Um so, yeah, so I thought that was cool because, yeah, it's a lot of work. And also got attached to the character. I was like, I don't want to make another character. Yeah. So if we were ever continue, I'd hope we would continue with either this story or I could, like, import Teradriel into another world <laughs> because he's sailed the seven seas and has to eventually get back to the Elf Kingdom. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I just need to... This was a one-off adventure, and you guys didn't get quite to the end, right. so, like, I know how wh- how the next session's gonna go a little bit, but then after that, it's, like, it's open seas. Open seas. I just, I, I have to sit down and really think about what's gonna happen next and how it's gonna... And also, but it's also really fun because, like, with other stuff, I have, like, these books that tell, like, a long-form story that's supposed to, that could take place over months or even years. Right. Um... And now I actually can design deliberately for, like, you know what these guys would like? I know what these guys would like. Mm. These guys are itching for, like, actual pirate ship drama. Um, 
and not just like on land who's on my crew who's et cetera et cetera right um thanks for talking to me about this I'm looking forward to continuing to play Dungeons and Dragons with you I'm excited to play with you I also feel like it's something you've been doing a long time and I like never got to do yeah and so I, I it's revealing but I'm also I'm glad that I'm better at it now <laughs> like I, I started doing it for the first time like a year ago and right. I was like very much this yeah this but is also, all an opportunity for learning and what you fun. do too is also its own thing yeah like that's its own hour long discussion about like that I would ask you questions about creating the world because that's like really it's a different job it's like a total it's completely different in every way it's completely different and it's different muscles and it's all it's like all pre it's like all pre-work and then but then being able to throw it away and then being able to like improv simultaneously I don't know it's crazy it's when it's I mean it is the answer to why when you're experiencing D&D as a player and you're like oh this is so simple why don't more people do this it's because like being the dungeon master is a lot of work right. and it's not for everyone. And it's like, um, I'm not tooting my own horn here. I, I, like it, it took me years of being a player to feel comfortable stepping into the DM shoes. And like, if you're going to play Dungeons and Dragons, then you need a DM, you know, right. like you need an experienced person who is comfortable and, 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 you know, sure you can have one who's like sort of new and has played once and like sort of gets the rules unless they're very naturally gifted at like improv and storytelling and stuff. Right. It just, it won't be fun. And like, I don't, I, I maybe that's a too much of a blanket statement no, to say, but like, it's important that someone that people are like in sync and that like there is a, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just rambling now, but like the, the role of the DM is super important and is worth its own, its own hour long discussion. Yes, Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, thanks, Brandon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, wait. Do you want to plug your shit? You always... You have shit to plug. I'm sorry. <laughs> plug. Hashtag plug. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I, if you didn't listen to the other uh, podcast, like we told you to, um, I'm a director and choreographer. Uh, the best place to follow me is on Instagram, which is bpow33. So, bpow33. Um, there's some cool dance stuff and Insta stories about what I'm doing. I do work with technology and theater and dance and immersiveness and all sorts of other things. Do some YouTube action, but it's all through the Instagram. Check it out. Great. Uh, and you can find me on Twitch now. Yes, um, absolutely. I, I live stream occasionally. And Watch Lewis play PUBG and Destiny 2. It's fun. Don't do it, actually, because <laughs> I'm very bad. Um that's not true. And I guess should I say here, or I guess I should say it in the intro, because I'm going to re-record for every episode that, like, the music is by Visitor, right? Right, or an end credits. Should I add a pre-roll and an end roll to each of my old episodes? Uh, maybe. Well, thanks, Brandon. Thank you. Until next time. <laughs>